we're going to talk about the boys. Hello. 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 This is how this podcast is starting. Hello, welcome back to this podcast. I'm joined with Adam Moon. Um, how are we? Uh, that's the last time I'll do that. Yes, I am well. How are you? I'm well, yes. It's the same day of recording the Thor Love and Thunder podcast that you guys call yourself. I'm wearing the same shirt for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, no, I'm well. I'm well. I'm about as well as I was three hours ago when Reese asked me the same question. Um, I'm still doing very well, mate. But you doing okay? How was you? You met David Harbour at LFCC. Yes, I did. That was that was really cool. Um, it, it, he sort of, you know, usually I meet Doctor Who guests, but he's sort of probably the first big guest that I met that's sort of not really related to Doc. Well, not at all, really. He's not a bit been in the show, so it's good to meet him for Strange Things because my big fan of the first... and the series. You're saying that's the first non-Doctor Who guest you've ever met? No, that, well, okay, uh, for a Comic-Con, I'd say. For a Comic-Con. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, I obviously, you know, I, I, I did a few non-Who guests this time around, so. Exciting. Yeah, it's interesting meeting, like, you know, acts from other shows, because I suppose, you know, predominantly we're Doctor Who fans, so we sort of always gravitate to meet not two people but it's quite cool to sort I, of I, I need to rack up of. my MCU guess I've not met obviously you've met David Harvest you can technically take yeah there. no not technically he's a main character in one of the movies that's not a technical that's a that's a well, guess I didn't I didn't meet him because of Black Widow no because you, you don't like you don't like Black Widow because there's I don't, not enough you know, of, there's, I don't not, there's, there's not enough Florence Pugh is what Adam Moon said in the review that, I mean that is that is true but we'll cover that on our Black Widow review oops sorry um, it's, already, it's already happened but today we are talking, right. today we are talking about Amazon Prime's The Boys um, season three specifically if you go back to September 2020 me and Adam reviewed season two of the boys so anyway since we're back here for season three and we'll probably be back for season four whenever that is released but i think it's filming soon already or being written i don't really know what's going on um it's I in the pipeline remember. for sure it's it, it's in the it's been announced it's happening yeah no no so uh this season the storyline is uh obviously huey in our season was working with councilwoman newman to uh try and take down vort but at the end of the season uh, it was revealed to us, the viewer, that she was also a soup or uh, hocked up on the compound V. I don't know if the term soup is correct in her sort of uh, regard. Also with this as well, Butcher and the rest of the boys are also hunting down superheroes, but they have to do it in a non-violent way, otherwise they're going to get in some deep trouble. Also, um, Becca and Homelander's son, whose name escapes me, is being hid under witness protection. I can't remember his name. Do you remember his name? It's an integral part of the series. Ooh. Um, Shit. Yeah, I know we're terrible at this already. Yeah, um, this, when we, this is when it comes to Google. I was going to say Jake or something, but it's not. Um, it's sort of when you remember it, you're like, you'd be like, of course. Um, Ryan. His name Ryan. is Ryan. Oh, yeah. I, knew it, I knew it was a basic name. Of some J. No, that's not a disrespect. I know it was one of those names that's not easy to remember. Uh, apart from that, as well, uh, the Seven are still in a bit of deep shit after the whole Homelander dated a Nazi thing. So um, they're trying to deal with that. Edgar's still on top. And then trouble ensues as there is this uh, new soup or old soup being found in Russia called Soldier Boy, um, played by the lovely Jensen Ackles. And uh, it turns out later on in the season, that Butcher and Huey tend to uh, plan to use Soldier Boy 
to be able to kill Homelander as they think he might be the only weapon left that could potentially get rid of Homelander and some other, you know, interconnections and drama ensues throughout. So Adam and Moon, obviously on The Boys Season 2, we were quite positive, but we did say it got off to a slower start. Would you say that The Boys Season 3 was a, was an improvement on Season 2? Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I I suppose I, I really quite like Series 2. I don't really necessarily think that was a dip. I think, in my opinion, it remained a consistent quality of Season 1. As of Season 3, it still does that, you know, I think it... Well, that- Still knocks it out of the park for me. Well, that's not what you said two years ago. So I'm kicking it on. No, we oh, both agreed no. that it started off a bit slow and then got good again towards the end. Okay, yeah, true. But I mean, that's to say it's it's got it's some good top- moments in it. So. Oh no, so if we say it gets good, that doesn't mean that we think so. I don't think season two is shit by any means. No. I just think the season one's clear. But season three, I think, is my favorite series of the show. Um, I just think I think overall. At this point, we know the characters. I think this time the characters don't go into the same pitfalls that they did in season two. Like in season two, they kind of became caricatures of themselves. So Hugh would be incredibly idiotic and do incredibly idiotic things for no reason. Butcher would just be a dickhead for no reason to create tension. Whereas this season, everything happens for a purpose. There's always there's some storyline payoff this season with our characters a lot more. Um, my main thing is, is that they didn't do the whole romance will they won't they thing with... Um, Starlight and Huey, they just kind of kept it. I mean, they have like a little off in the middle of the season, but they never break up. And it's very clear by the end of the season that they're still together, which I, I like. I don't like when TV shows get characters together and then break them up just to get them back together and break them up. It's just like, why? It's why I'm really happy they never did that at Brooklyn Nine-Nine because you know, that would have really annoyed me. They get together at the end of season two or beginning of season three, and then they stay together for the rest of the show. It's good. Um, but yeah, no, I had a really good time in the season. I think it's dark. I think it's gritty. I think the action's brilliant. I think it, the storylines are really fun. I think the finale hits. Um, I think our characters are on top form. I think it looks great. I don't think it's ever boring. Um, I think every week at the end of every episode, I was like, why can't we binge it? Um, but I am a fan of the one a week Um you know, upload. I think that's better for a television show. Personally, I'm not a massive fan of the Netflix binge model because a TV show just kind of starts and ends very quickly. Um, because if I like a TV show, so for example, like Sex Education, I will just watch it in a day, most likely, or at least a good amount of it. Whereas I like the fact that these Disney Plus and, and Amazon shows are sort of events that kind of go on for a few weeks, and we can talk about them on Twitter and socials and have a chat and theorize. I think that's a, that's a lot more fun. But what, what did you think overall? Uh, improvement. And uh, but is it the best season in your mind, or do you think season one still holds the baton? I think season one still holds the baton just because it was establishing the world, building characters, and I think yeah, that's when you sort of felt immersed. I, I, you know, even from I think just the the point of where obviously A Train uh, is responsible for the death of Huey's uh, girlfriend, um, or also, girlfriend before Starlight. We need to, we need to get before. names right. We need to get names and, right. What was her name? She said it again. Shit. Uh, but I like that even in the um Herogasm episode that was sort of brought back into the question. Is it all I mean, they, I mean know, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're fun. gonna have we're gonna have a long discussion about Herogasm at some point. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think because I think everyone's just written better this season. I think A Train finally has a good storyline because I, I felt like he did nothing last year. Yeah. I felt like he kind of became good and then they made him switch back again. Um, what did you make? I do have an issue though. I don't like the first three episodes out on the first day, and I would much rather it be one, 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 because you get three and you get in that binging mood. We watched the first three episodes together. We um, did, 
uh, as you when you were in Cardiff. Um, mm. But I don't know, I'm, I'm just not a fan. Although these episodes take out on June third, so I'm counting this as my birthday series because yeah, it's my birthday. But yeah, I don't. I just would have preferred it to be one, 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 than three, one, one, one. I think it's probably my favourite way of doing it because you get a good taster for what, you know, the whole series is going to be. I mean, it's the sort of same with Obi-Wan, how Obi-Wan released its first two that week and even Stranger Things is doing something different where, you know, there's like the first seven episodes, but then a month later you get sort of the big two finale ones. So they've been trying new ways of doing it. And I've kind of, I've, I've grown to all of them, really. So you've grown to like all of them. Um, okay, yeah. well, that's that's fine. I, I just I'm I'm much more traditional in my uh in my way of liking to view television, um but yeah I don't know I liked as well that the characters weren't written dumb this season like I remember saying to you when the first episode was released I was like I hope Huey finds out about Newman very early on and I hope it's not a thing of the entire season where he's being idiotic and just not picking up on size thankfully at the end of the first episode he finds out. Um, and thankfully, she knows that she's worked out that he finds out very quickly as well. It's not this, ooh, I have to hide from her sort of thing, which he kind of does, but you can tell that she kind of knows what's going on realistically. Um, but, I do uh, think, faithful yeah. viewers, you, you know, you'd probably have to be a fly on the wall to get our reaction just to the opening 10 minutes of the first episode. Because, boy, do they, yeah. yeah. Yep. For the for the sake of not being demonetized, we won't go into it. But somebody no, goes. Whoa, somebody. Whoa, 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 whoa! Not in. No, not going. I'm not. I'm. I'm staying out. Somebody goes into something and it's very weird and a bit peculiar, and then then something else happens. And I, it was kind of awkward being in a room with two of my good friends and being like, "This is what we're watching. This yep. this, this, this is what we're trying to do." Um, but yeah, I. This season, I think, did a very good job at pacing the awful story. I think every week you got a bit of a nugget to this bit and a bit of a nugget to that bit. And it, it got every week there was an improvement and there was momentum in the story. Like there was no episode this season where nothing happened and you felt, oh, it's wasted an hour. Like you had to watch every episode so you didn't miss out. For sure. Um, who was your MVP of the season, though? Because obviously we can't really go into many like all of the plot details. Could be a fit for weeks. What was like your favourite moments? Give me some of your favourite moments. Ooh, um, I, I, I actually, I think this might be more than a little underrated. Anything with um, Kamiko and Frenchie, really. I just think they shared something lovely together, and um, they had they had some sweet moments together, and uh, the whole thing. Like, you sort of feel like, oh, you know, they want to sort of separate themselves away and then spend their like have their own life together and even though it's sort of not quite it's sort of go back into it you know Kamiko being you know veed up again by the end and everything but you know whatever they do they're in it together and I love those two yeah no I think you know I love a good cheesy dance number and yes I I, I've scared get the pronunciation wrong, but Kimiko's at that. I know her name's Karen, but I don't. I'm scared get it's like a, is it like Fukuhara? I can't. Fukuhara? Yeah, something like that. So I, I do apologize, but obviously she gets a chance to sing in the season and um, as well. Um, obviously through um, you know it's kind of like a perspective sort of she's daydreaming that she's singing and having a fun dance number. But I think we get a couple, right? We get one in the hospital, but she also sings. She does, yeah. She does a singing moment, yeah, because she comes. I think it's in the one of the first couple episodes where she comes across somebody playing the piano, I think, or in her mind or something. And then, yeah, she's, you, you sort of get, you know, early on that she sort of 
you know passionate about music and musical fit just just musicals in general really yeah um i'll i'll, I'll lend you one i'll say uh, mm for me this season i think had a really mm. good storyline uh, i'm a big fan of mm i like his kind of no bs sort of you know he's got like this tough exterior but obviously you can tell on the inside he is a family man and he does care and he wants to love obviously it's something then that soldier boy killed her some older relatives of his and unfortunately his old wife is uh now dating an absolute twit um who like fully believes all the vault propaganda and because there's at some point where it's so kind of, they kind of go comedic with it in a fun way of how ridiculous it is like obviously starlight turns against vault in episode five or six so then their story they run with is that starlight is trafficking like small children out of the country or something and it's just like it's sort of it's, it's kind of funny because it's sort of but also scary about how far these people will believe anything that's in the news you know like it's it's one of those stories but uh yeah i think um mm obviously has a really good arc where he has to try and you know, want to find soldier boy but he doesn't want to trust soldier boy and he doesn't like soldier boy because soldier boy is racist and things like that but yeah i just i had a really really i really connected with the storyline um and obviously it kind of ends with him punching the the uh the other man in the face of it was child and, mm. and then decides that actually no it's hard to open up about these heroes to his young daughter I don't think can be any older than maybe 10 or 12. Yeah. Um, that's a really powerful scene. Um, another MVP of the season for me was uh, Annie or Starlight. Uh, I think she gets a lot to do this season. We'll see. In the first couple of seasons, she sort of has to put up with a lot of vault shit without being able to say anything. Whereas this season, they sort of just let her, let her loose with her storylines and kind of let her go anti vault midway through the season. Uh, she has a bit of a, you know, romance issues with Huey because Huey is my least favorite character in this entire show. I don't like Huey. He a little bitch. Um, very well acted by Jack Quaid. Uh, he's just, I don't like, I, like I, hate, I hate people like Huey, shall I say. People that think they need to be a super strong man to be worth something. Uh, I just, I just, I, I'm, I'm more butcher about it. It's like, get over yourself, you silly piece of shit. Um, but hey, he gets better at the end. But no, I think she has a really good storyline. What do you make of Starlight's storyline this season? Do you think it, do you think it worked or do you think she was too separate from the rest of the, the main cast? Yeah, I, I'm just glad she sort of stood on her own two feet. You know, she sort of did that. I, I like, I sort of like, she she was using her influence and doing the Instagram lives, um, sort of just exposing Vaughn. And I, I did even, I did even like that scene where she's with Homelander and, you know, they were talking and then it was actually revealed, oh, I'm recording this and putting it live because, you know, of course she would. She's, she's, getting, she's getting more ahead of the game and, yeah, just really cool hero action. Exactly. I think as well um obviously we'll get onto the real mvp homelander in, in a second because homelander mm. is the mvp of the whole show in every facet but um yeah i think I th <clears throat> it, it's weird because i think she's really good i don't know where they go with her from here though i think she's does she rejoin the seven no no chance what she, is she just there with the boys now fine but she doesn't really get in with their philosophy very well so either they're gonna have to adapt or she's gonna have to adapt like that could be the interesting way they take it next season um the one character i think that didn't do too great this season was butcher not because he's not acted brilliantly by carl uh, urban i just think that he took a back seat a little bit this year which is fine because he's kind of been the main focus of the first two seasons but I think overall his character didn't really evolve. I mean, he had that dream sequence in episode seven, which yes. is really good, which led into eight and him like, you know, lying to Huey about the V and then knocking him out so he didn't take the V, which is really cool. But apart from that, 
he didn't really grow very much. Like he's still entertaining. He's he's butcher, right? He's not an unintended character. But do you do you agree with me that maybe he took a bit of a backseat this season in terms of character growth, which is fine. I'm not. I'm not saying it's negative. Yeah, I did. I did find you know when you got to the finale, you know that with um, there's all the stuff with Ryan, I think, and you know because um, he even had that scene with Ryan where he sort of forgot what he specifically said, but you know sort of. You know, back there was a back. You know, he sort of there's a fracture. You know, with the relationship between Butcher and Ryan, and then obviously that sort of leads into uh, Ryan being with Homelander, uh, and you know, going with that super dad and everything. So those 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 were yeah. But I I, I agree. He he gets off with Queen Maeve. You know, yeah. Which well. which I for, which I forgot about. Was that in the first few episodes or was that midway through? I think midway through. I think yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, um, it, it's it's yeah, it's interesting. One thing I will say, the arc I didn't think was handled very well was the Ryan stuff because it happens in episode two or three, and then Ryan just disappears until the yeah. finale. And it's a bit because of the way it was released, the first three episodes, I forgot all about the Ryan shit. Mm. And I was like, then when the finale pops up and Hernan's out, I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened, didn't it? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Also, I think Ryan, they go from writing him really smart and intelligent to being a fucking idiot by the finale. Because, like, he shouldn't really... I know he wants love, and that's what he's looking for, and he's a young kid, but he's also experienced the end of season two. So he should know that Homelander's a douchebag, like, who killed his mother virtually. But in this season, he just forgets about it. I knew that that's where they were going to go. I knew that they're going to go down the evil homelander route, and I'm I'm fairly sure here's a spoiler for you that by the end of the season it'd be Ryan that could potentially be the one that they need to use to kill Homelander. I think that might be where they're going. Maybe that's just a Maybe. shot in the dark. But I just felt that Ryan this year suffered because he went from being a smart kid in the season two to becoming a dumbass in season three. <laughs> Like in season two, he was somebody that could like match Butcher and sort of go through Butcher's bullshit, you know, and sort of he was very good at picking up poor people were lying. He was a smart kid, written quite well, obviously being Becca's son, had a lot of wit of like Becca did. And this season, everything someone says face value is like, why did you say that? And the Dominant's like, I love you, son. He's like, okay, dad. It's like, all right, I guess. But it's fine, but I just I feel like it could have been built up better, if you know what I mean. A little mm. bit. I just felt like maybe if the Ryan stuff happened in episode five or six, and it was yeah. drip fed throughout the season, it would have been better. Sort of, if he was under influence, or you know, maybe you know, yeah. he's under the homeland's you know manipulation or something. Maybe it's sort of it. It just happened too quickly. Time. It just happened too quickly. I think that then. Mm. I just think as well. Because Ryan is very integral to the finale in a lot of ways. That not having him in episodes four, five, six, and seven is bizarre. Yeah. I understand the story disappears, but the one thing that this show does do very well is balance all these different superheroes and characters. And they just dropped one of their main characters because they didn't, you know, until the end, which is the fine, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, another character that gets a lot of uh, good work is Black Noir in, in the season, especially later yeah. on, um, with his ma- with his imaginary animated friends. What did you make of that? 
Yeah, I thought that was some inventive, you know, I, I mean, practically the way those things have changed with live, live action and animation in that kind of almost Disney inspired uh, way. Um, and, you know, it's tragic that, you know, his fate is met you know, by Homelander at the end, like, you know, with Black Noir not telling him about Soldier Boy and everything, but yeah, no, he was really good. I think the one character I'm sort of not sure if I, I like his thing or not is the Deep. Yeah, he just feels like a bit of a meme at this point. Mm. Like he, he had a very good arc last season. Actually, he was one of my favorite characters yeah. last season with the Freshka and the got it's a Goron Viznich, obviously my boy Nikola Tesla. Um, mm. Last season and this season, he just becomes a moron. And he's having sex with an octopus or something. I don't know. Yeah. But like, he also, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they did in the first few episodes with A Train. I, because one thing about A Train last season was, if I don't remember correctly, he sort of becomes good for a little bit, briefly. And this season, he just reverts to being Homelander's little bitch. Yeah. Again, I like the stuff they had with Black Hawk or Blue Hawk, Black Hawk. That stuff was good. Mm. I didn't mind that, but the first half of the season, well, obviously, we meet this new superhero, Alex, who seems like a good guy, gets murdered brutally by the end of episode four, I want to say. Um, yes. Um, and it's revealed that A-Train sided with the Homelander of again. I'm like, fucking why? It's like, I understand, obviously, they want to create controversy, but it just feels like sometimes characters conveniently forget certain parts of things they learned in the last season so that they can continue it on to this season. Hmm. Um, and it, that, that's the only, those are the only few pitfalls this has. Um, but yeah, let's talk about that A-Train storyline um, with the racist superhero. I thought it was what handled well. I thought the reveal that they gave him his heart as a sort of fuck you is really dark and sort of fucked up. I can't... <laughs> we gave you the biggest racist heart that killed a bunch of black people and paralysed your brother. It's a bit like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, that storyline kind of goes somewhere and it kind of levels out age a little bit because it shows that, you know, you can't get everything by just having superpowers and being the good PR boy because at the end of the day, he loses, his brother, he loses a relationship with his brother, sorry, um, which is, you know, interesting. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, it's one of those where a train and deep. I don't really know where we go with them from here, though. It's hard to say. I, I mean, th- those scenes with the deep, um, uh, you sort of almost manipulated by his, his, his sort of girlfriend or partner. She was sort of like goading him on and just, you know, even forcing him to eat the octopus uh, when during the the dinner scene. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my! He sort of, and then th- th- those kind of moments, you know, she was sort of masterminding the whole thing really yeah and just kind of made you with the deep go were you meant to feel for the deep or you meant to not Mm. feel for the deep because the issue is they're at the deep like an absolute asshole so it's kind of tricky because the deep's doing things that you don't like but he's also got a bitch wife who clearly doesn't care for him so do you want the deep to be happy because if the deep's happy then he's like you know doing really bad shit but also his girlfriend's an asshole as well so it's tricky to kind of know what they want from from the viewer there, and it's not. I don't think it's written too well. I think the actor playing him is really fun. I think it was just a great performance. Um, yeah, yeah, very fun. Um, and uh, I don't know if you saw the trailer for the Deep Dude Where's My Dolphin on the Vault YouTube channel, but uh, if yeah, I think I have, did. 
yeah. If you haven't, if you haven't, I definitely recommend giving it a watch. But yeah, I don't know. It just kind of feels like the season. There isn't much place for them to move and go. I don't really know what their purpose is now. Um, like obviously Queen Maeve gets run out of the show at the end of the season. I, I get a happy ending, which I'm really happy with in this universe because nobody gets a happy ending in this universe. No. Obviously, it's left open-ended so she can come back and she probably will come back at some point for uh, if they need any help. They're like, oh, who could we call? I know, Queen Maeve. Um, but, um, yeah, what do you think about that? Do you think it was the right time for Queen Maeve to, to, to get out of there? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, she's, you know, story-wise, they've done everything that I think they could have done with her. I think, you know, uh, yeah, um, she, she became powerful to the team, really. And at the end of the day, you know, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think feel, feelings have come full circle by the time she makes, well, that sacrifice. Um, and then obviously she's not there, but, you know, living happily. And as you say, it's, you know, it's a good ending, despite the fact that no one really gets that much of a good ending anymore in the show. Exactly. Well, let's, let's talk about Homelander very quickly then. Homelander. Oh, yeah. Has a very good season. Obviously, starts off with um, Stormfront still alive to be revealed, uh, still alive, mm. um, and um, but obviously very burnt and very not with it. She still wants to create the super Nazi baby, which that word alone is pretty getting demonetized. But hey, that's what they say. Um, and the homeland is like, you are off your rocker, love. It's not happening. Um, so she uh, she just kills herself. <laughs> And it's very weird. And then that scene that kind of sets Homelander off for the season, though, because in that scene we see him convince a young child to commit suicide. I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is what happened in the show. So um very powerful stuff. Obviously, not enjoyable to watch in the slightest. You're sat there on the edge when he's like, you should do it. You know, he's like this young lass who, you know, thinks she's gonna be saved by her favorite superhero, and then yeah, when you were watching that, what were you, what were you thinking? Well, well, yeah, well, the stuff with Stormfront was yeah, super dark and super you know disturbing. Um, I, I think Anthony Starr, you know, gave a good performance, uh, and uh, I like the scene where he's sort of talking with himself in the mirror. Um, yeah. And I think he's sort of one of those actors who sort of he gives uh, like a, he sort of he's there in a room and he might not have any dialogue. But you can sort of you're sort of wondering what's what's really going through his head because you know you're not quite sure. And you, I, I think it's unpredictable what his sort of next move is going to be. And you know, I'll give a shout to the epic fight scene, um, not just in the finale, but also you know, an episode in in, in I believe it is Hero Gasm um, with Soldier Boy and Butch and everything. And yeah, some, there's some great action with him as well. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think for me that the main core of it is his emotional journey. You could tell this season he's losing it, but he loses it in a way that you wouldn't expect. You'd think he'd like go all out and like try and kill a bunch of people. This time though, he's very tactical about it when he loses his mind. Obviously he has his birthday thing and he like has a massive rant. Uh, he gets rid of Stan Edgar quite early on, thanks to Councilman Newman, uh, which is a shame because um, I really liked Edgar and I love the actor, but I can't remember his name. Um, King but... Carlo Esquisito, who of course... Star Wars fans is Moff Gideon in Mandalorian and uh, um, Gus uh, in Breaking Bad. 
Was he in community? Was he in community at some point as well? I thought yes, as Pierce's half brother or just brother, you know, it was revealed that they're related in that so, uh, gaming for, one. For Hawthorne wipes. Um Yes. Um, of course. Uh, yeah, I just have to say, um, I think Homelander is the MVP of the show in every tense of the word. I think his storyline's brilliant this year. Uh, it's obviously difficult to get into because it's sort of not done yet. It's sort of like a stepping stone for him. Obviously, kills Bat Noir, kills Alex, rest in peace, my homie with the same name as me, uh, which we never really figure out what his power is. We know he can sing. We never really yeah. find out what his power is. I think it's a funny little joke. Um, I mean, yeah, you have Soldier Boy sing in the sort of flashback to those cheesy sort of yeah. 80s, 70s, 80s music videos. Exactly. But yeah, I think Anthony Starr is the MVP of the show, like you said. I think he's one of those actors that in every scene, even when there's no dialogue, you just, you feel like he's always acting. You feel like he knows the camera's mm-hmm. on him and he's always in character. Uh, right, yeah. let's, get on, let's get on to our new character then. Soldier Boy, Jensen Ackles. I Who's really enjoyed his performance. pretty much brought over from Supernatural. Yep. Um, I have to say, I really enjoyed it. I think his performance was brilliant. I didn't enjoy what he was saying or doing because he was incredibly racist, misogynistic and a bit of a cunt. But, um, yeah, really good performance from Jensen Ackles. Yeah, rather intense, rather intense. And um, he's sort of got that, you know, you could, there's that sort of parallel with Captain America or being patriotic and, you know, sort of in the fact that they sort of, he, he's in stasis and then obviously he's resurrected and come back into the modern day and adapt and everything like that. And yeah. Well, because they, they sort of build him up as this Captain America type that they are. He was the patriotic mm. one. So when obviously you get those beats with Captain America, they know what they're doing. They're kind of playing it like that. But then you realise, mm. oh, actually, he's the anti-Captain America because he's a yes. fucking knob. Um, and he doesn't give a shit about anybody uh, except himself. And the reveal that his team actually turned against him uh, was really interesting. Um, I kind of like how it was like the second half of the season was him count, tracking down his old teammates one by one sort of thing, which also led to us having some really cool powers. I mean, you had that, uh, you had his missus, so I can't remember what her power was. She helps Seth Rogen Minecraft. Um, yeah. And that. You have the Tornado Twins, or what, TNT Twins, or whatever they're called. Um, you have Black Noir, who's obviously there, and you have the Dream Guy. Okay. <laughs> the guy that will leave you in dreams for the rest mm. of your life unless he wakes you up. So there's a lot of people there. But yeah, Soldier Boy, and the reveal that Homelander was his dad, I thought that was obvious. I can't lie. You know what I mean? I did mm. see it coming. It was one of those where I was like, there's going to be a twist here somewhere. They're probably going to be related or they're probably going to be from the same sort of gene or chemical or, you know, they've grown in the same sense. I thought that was going to be okay. So when that happened, I wasn't that surprised. But yeah, I thought overall, really good performance and a character that I'd love to see again. Maybe, I don't know. I don't. I, if if they're not dead, they're coming back. That's that's the. It's a superhero show. If they're not dead, they're coming back at some point. I'm not saying yeah. in the immediate future, but I feel like if they do say season five, maybe into like a season six, you could get mm. come back sort of thing. You know? Yeah, I definitely don't think they're bringing back right away in like the first few opening episodes of season four. I definitely feel like if they're going to bring it back, it won't be for a good while yet. 
Yeah, right, Sad. Um, is there any storylines or anything that you want to bring up that we haven't spoken about yet? Or? Uh, I suppose that meaning the Temp V stuff, you know, Butcher and Yui taking the Temp V and, um, uh, yeah, um, it's interesting, you know, because obviously you have Butcher starting to take it and then Huey catches on, literally Butcher like throws up on him and then, you know, they sort of get um, hunger for it really they sort of get addicted and you know obviously start it reveals you know starts reveals them yeah it's not good it's sort of gonna make your brain much you. kind of thing yeah what well, was the quote it looks like kermit um yeah some, I, something I, like I, know, I know i know you weren't a fan as you're a pure kermit stan but i generally forgot the quote anyway you know i couldn't tell you You've deleted out your brain because you love Kermit that much. Um, that is true, yeah. But yeah, no, Temp V, I thought it was a really fun concept and I'm happy that by the end of the season they sort of do way with it because the one mm. thing I didn't want the show to become is, oh, the people that hate the superheroes now become the superheroes so that they could be a, the good version of the superheroes. I was so happy that's not the road they went down. They went, no, we're going to bin that off. Really cool. So what they like this show is that the boys are underdogs. And if you take that mm. away and you level the playing field, the show becomes so much less interesting, I think. Yeah, for sure. So I think the fact they did that, I thought it was a good storyline. I thought it was a good storyline for Huey. It just continued my dislike of Huey as a human being. Um, I just, I don't know. He's just like, oh, my girlfriend's a superhero and I am not superhero. So therefore I'm inadequate for her, even though in every episode she tells me that I am inadequate and I am fine, but I don't believe her. Because I don't have superpowers, girl. So mm. Get over yourself, get over yourself, man. Get get over yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I just I think he obviously is a very good protagonist. I love Jack Quaid. I think Jack Quaid's brilliant in the role. Um, I just think this season, for the right reasons, was the uh, showed everything about Huey that I heavily dislike. His need to be powerful because in the first season, Huey was my favorite character because he was like he was just the guy that was like this is all fucked up. And that's what we were all thinking when we were watching it. And then season two, he started to become a bit of a dick. <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. like, why are we going down this route? And this season, they sort of turned up to 11, but he reverts back by the end of the, end of the season. I think what I just like about Huey, he is your everyday person, really. He's not a soup, nor well, is he... I, I, well, I thought he, I thought he was. And then the last two seasons, I thought they've changed that, I think. Yeah, they, they sort of bring him more in, into that world, I think, which, you know... It's got to happen, you know, to for the character to to progress, really. So yeah, anything else uh, in terms of main storylines that, that we, we kind of missed or or, or um... um, I quite like to just bring up. I think more the ending, ending with um Homelander frying that guy, and everybody still loves him. So therefore, you know, obviously, you know, I think if whoever does anything on a grander scale, maybe he's will be looking into. But you know, even just that moment, you sort of like, well. He did that bad thing, but everyone's still like, oh, hell yeah. Even even well, that douchebag of a um, partner for MM's ex-partner. Yeah, well, it comes back to... Um, um, comes back to what I was saying, is that this season really tests the waters in terms of what people believe if they're just told it. Mm. And um, that kind of, you see that turned up to 11 there with Homelander and what's said and what he does there. So he's like, meet my son Ryan, they'll cheer him. And um, I think, doesn't Ryan get an egg thrown at him or, or something? Yeah, some, yeah, something's thrown at him. And then Homelander just like, well, you're dead. Yeah, and you can tell that in its own weird, corrupt way that Homelander does have a maternal love for Ryan. There is no scheme 
with Ryan. Well, not as such. I think he knows he can use Ryan, but there is still that care. I think that might be an interesting storyline. They do go down next year with Vought maybe wanting to use Ryan a bit more. And Homelander might be like, that's my son. What are you doing? I think that could be an interesting storyline now. We'll see where does Homelander lie within Vought? Because I think now Ryan might become the new hot thing in town. They might think, oh, we could use this kid. You know, so that could be an interesting way they go about it. But yeah, it leaves the universe in a dark place with Homelander on top publicly. Mm. Obviously, the boys have recouped. Annie's now joined the team. We can no longer call her Starlight. It's just Annie because Starlight is no more. Um, That's the way to be because they throw they throw a costume away as well. It's just like yeah, down the shoot. <clears throat> so it's just Annie now, which which is which I'm okay with. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's the best place to go. One person I actually did speak about was Ashley. Ashley had an interesting story. She obviously, mm. I think at the beginning of last season, we saw her hair was beginning to fall out. And this season, she thought that she's wearing a wig the whole time. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, she's treated like shit. But she also has an assistant also called Ashley, who she treats like shit. So uh, the revolving door of, of assholes is, is a thing here. Um, mm. I thought that was interesting. I want to see where that goes in terms of Raw. I think Stan Edgar will be back next season to perhaps put something in line. Um, but I think we've been holding off long enough. We need to talk about that episode and that episode being Hero Gasm. Yeah. Look, when the boys has a warning on the screen to say, you might find this disturbing. And I think even it's something like, if you don't, you've got problems or something. I think it's in the text. Um, I mean, how do we how, how do we go about this, mate? Did, did you did you enjoy the Hero Gasm? Um, I mean, it was something I, I i you know well what well, no a castle council well no whatever like i had experienced um as a viewing experience and i i mean you know it you know you really got a sense of what it kind of was all about um and you know lots of mad weird stuff going on uh, a poor mm who got completely Covered, yep. Yeah. Yep. And stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and they don't look our, back, I suppose, so. We, we saw our old boy Termite from the first episode reappear again. Who mm. def- I think gets stomped on, I think, by Homelander, if I want to say. Yeah. Um, the hero doesn't was fun. I mean, the reason I want to talk about, though, is for that end battle, that kind of mm. Homelander, Huey, um, Butcher. Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy fight. Mm. It was a lot of fun. I don't know. It was Huey there, actually. I don't know who he wasn't, though. He was with Huey, well, I think was... he turned up a bit later in the fight. But, yeah, it was. It started off with Butcher, Soldier Boy, and Homeland, and then Huey joined the fold. Yeah. Uh, really good fight. I think that was probably the best fight of the season. Um, I think the finale fight felt a bit flat for me uh, because it, I think it just, it, yeah. just, it just turned into the tropes of, oh, they want to go kill Homelander. They got the chance to, but that means Ryan will die, which means they won't do it. And then Queen Maeve was died. I thought, oh shit, that's a sad ending. Oh, she's not dead. I was like, oh, well, I wanted Queen Maeve to die, but it just felt like why resurrect her for no reason, sort of thing. Yeah. I sort of liked in that last battle, Huey sort of, you know, I liked he sort of was smart enough to sort of go, well, actually, if we literally turn, whoosh up the lights and, you know, that will help Starlight. Yeah, I like the fact that that's how he does it. He decides that mm. no, he's okay with her being the hero. That's sort of yeah. his arc this year is that he actually learns no she's worth it and i'm being a fucking idiot which i'm happy is what he realizes because that's what i was thinking the whole time mm. is 
you're moronic. Um, so I'm happy that that's what he learns. Um, but yeah, I think overall, season was really good. I think the finale was really good in the episode. I just thought that it didn't shock me anything that happened. As soon as, as soon as Ryan was introduced in the episode, I went, well, that's going to be the thing. They have an opening to kill Homelander, but the, uh, but Butcher won't do it because it will harm Ryan, and that will be the big catalyst sort of thing. Um, right, in terms of series, if there's no, I don't think there's too much more to mention. Obviously, we could go more in depth, but we'd be here forever. There's so much to talk about with the series of the boys. So if we quickly give it a number score, and we can perhaps talk about season four and where we want the show to go, where we think it will go in the next 20 or so minutes. Um, but if you had to give it a score out of 10, what would you give it? Ooh. Probably an 8.5. Oh, yeah, I'll go 8.5. I'll, I think we gave the last season the 7.5, if I remember correctly. So I think... Yeah, yeah. I think it's one up from probably that. Point, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. I think, I think overall really fun. I think the show, they know what they're doing. The showrunners, I think, is really good. And yeah, I'm excited to see where they go next. But where do you think it will go next to Adam Mamoon? Ooh. Um, oh gosh, um, I definitely, I think more with Ryan, I hope, you know, I, I kind of think that will be, you know, how Homelander, you know, now that sort of Ryan's sort of siding with him, how that relationship will grow, whether he ends up becoming an asset of, you know, Vought Vaught. and the Seven and everything like that, whether he sort of he literally sort of becomes something. I'm intrigued to know if they'll sort of keep him that age or whether... We, I don't know. I don't know if we'll get so much of a time jump, but it'd be quite interesting to see if he's. All- I hope we. I hope we don't. I don't. No. I'm not a fan of the old time jump. I'm not. A, I think it's a cheap way of writing things to have changed in time and stuff. Um, because if he has a time jump, what will happen is the boys would have like departed and they'll be in different places. You've got to get them back together. I. Yeah. I think the fact they were so united. I want to see a season where they are united for a bit because we've had three seasons where they're a bit at each other's throats. Yeah. Mm. I'd also I think the kid actor who plays Ryan's fine. I think he, oh yeah, the, no, the, the the older he gets, I think the better he'll get personally. Um, I mean, it's like, like you know the kids of Stranger Things. How you know so weird to think how young they were in season one, but they're practically adults now. I'm still only two two episodes in, but uh, I shall I shall get there. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think the future's bright for, for the boys. Um, obviously, I think in between the next season, the boys, we might get a new season of Invincible, which is exciting as well. Mm. Just to show that, that You've seen that, right? I have, yes. What do you make of that? Yeah, really cool. I mean... I, very dark. Very dark. I mean, I don't know what it's dark already, sort of, you know, it's apple and oranges, really, but... Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. no, I'm sorry. That, that last season of Invincible was much darker than anything that the boys could even think about doing that scene on the bus I, on well the yeah quite if they did that in the boys they wouldn't yeah um i mean yeah they have to do a lot of cgi and you yeah. know Mm-mm. they're not actually <laughs> gonna do probably you know yeah come die for work um we'll give your family money um no, but it also it'll. I think it's time to wrap it up now, mate. In terms of this podcast, it's been a bit shorter today, but there's obviously no point just waffling for longer if we don't need to. And uh, obviously, I've already done a podcast today, so my, my voice is beginning to hurt a little bit. And it's very hot in the UK, so just sitting in one place for a long time mm. is also very uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, I'd thank you uh, for joining. No worries. Um, so obviously, you'll be back again soon at some point, so it'll come out, do something. People are still saying to do a Brooklyn Nine-Nine podcast. We will get around to it when there's a free week. 
basically yeah. one of those fun ones uh like community where we just chat about it and have a good time yeah is there anything you want to shout out any socials or anything like that um hmm i don't i don't know if there is anything to shout any, out really. any tv shows for people to binge oh well i suppose just I'll talk, just talk about what I'm going through currently. I'm halfway through season two of Only Murders in the Building, and that's that's pretty good. Um, also, it's just started Solar Opposites, which is, you know, if you like Rick and Morty and that kind of animated sitcom, because it's done by Justin Roiland, who worked as co-creator. Is that on that? Um, if you like that kind of thing, that'll be right up your street if you haven't watched that already. Um, and yeah, that's actually what well, shows-wise, that's what I've done at the moment. Yeah. Um, okay, there we go. You can follow Mr. Adam Moon at beer underscore can underscore Batman on the socials. Follow me at King underscore Dom. We did at we are starting to ask people for their opinions on TV shows. We didn't get any for the boys this week because we just started it and I read these. Oh, did no? Hang on. Oh, well, did you get I, one? I got one. Yes. I didn't. What the hell? Don't don't worry. I I will get. I'll because I have to make sure that this got right. So I did the tweet. Ryan McGiven uh, put a reply. Season, season three, just like season one and two, are great. Fantastic adaptation of the comic and not for the faint-hearted. The ending leads you on the pull for the next season. So thank you, Ryan. Well, thank you very much, uh, friend of the show, Ryan McGiven. Uh, Adam should have remembered that he had one because it, it wasn't in my notification. But uh, no, Adam let us down there. You let us down, I'm no, joking. But if you do want to also contribute, like, like Ryan did every week now, we'll be asking for opinions on things on the Twitter. Uh, next week's show will be Miss Marvel and then we'll be back with uh, James Bond, which we'll see Adam come back for um, that one. Uh, you are on that one, right? I'm not. I am, yes. I, I don't know what it's called. Um, but From the, Russia with Love. It's a James Bond film. It's um, a James Bond movie. There you go. Well, we'll see you guys all then. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.